0: Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth, consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan.
1: It's so important for anyone who's starting their journey as an entrepreneur to find community. There are two groups that I joined that I am so grateful for. I can literally say changed my life.
0: Today on episode 498 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with the transformation coach for high performers, Dominique Maas. I'm going to ask Dominique about the characteristics of community that can be a game changer for you and much more. Find out more about Dominique along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Dominique, I want to tell you a little bit about our friends at SiteHub. In an industry full of fakers and newbies, website design is a new wild west. The reality is there aren't a whole lot of well-defined best practices out there for custom website design. So SiteHub developed a standard for how websites should be made, smart sites. They base everything off of cold hard facts, research, data analytics, and the few guiding principles that do exist already. If you want to use cutting edge digital thinking combined with top notch industry expertise to build your website, contact SiteHub at yoursitehub.com. Now let's welcome Dominique Mass. Dominique is a certified transformational coach for high performers. She combines her international experience of 15 years in educational leadership and coach training with the Neuroleadership Institute to challenge driven individuals. In 2017, Dominique decided to leave the world of education behind to start her own coaching practice. And little did she know that taking this risk would be the beginning of an adventure in facing her own fears and growing exponentially. Dominique, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, David. Thank you.
0: So, Dominique, I know in addition to what I just read As I introduce you, I know that you've lived and worked all over the world. You have a master's degree in education leadership, and you've held lots of leadership positions yourself. Why are you a transformational coach for high performers?
1: Well, mostly because I noticed when I was still in leadership position how much of an impact coaching could have on the people I was working with. I absolutely loved it. And when I decided to change my own career, I went through an incredible transformation. It was the second real transition in my life in terms of changing the way I saw the world and realized all the things that were holding me back. And suddenly my horizons opened. And so, through becoming a coach for high performers who are going through transition, I just feel that I'm. A, very qualified to support them, and B, allowing others to see the world in a different way and truly have the impact they're meant to have on the world.
0: Dominique, what was the trigger that caused you to realize?
1: There were a few things, but I think I had been in my career for 15 years. I'd, as you mentioned, lived and worked in seven different countries, and I think I was feeling a little stifled in the world of education. I couldn't be as creative as I wanted to be and realized really that my my values were not being or that I wasn't aligned with my values in the work I was doing. And it was time to move on and truly challenge myself and and push myself to have the impact that I wanted to have on the world. So uh, it was kind of that little rumble that you start hearing and it grows, it grows, and at one point you just can't ignore it anymore, and you have to do something about it. And I ended up deciding to leave my job just to so that I could do what I truly wanted to do
0: so what what couldn't you do in education?
1: Uh, I felt that there were there were so many pieces that didn't allow me to be creative. And so I love running workshops in a certain way. I love having some mindfulness as part of the the work that I do and working in an organization whether it's a school or a different organization there's always an agenda as a leader that you have to follow. You're primarily working for the organization. And so when you're coaching someone in the work context you have to constantly be aware that you're for me trying to make them a better teacher, for example, and I wanted to expand that to supporting people with their personal growth rather than their professional growth and that was something I just couldn't do in the in the work context. so I think the restriction was mostly that I had to I had to follow the school's rules and not my own and so. It was good to to get out and be able to support personal growth and to include all the elements that are important to me in my work.
0: Yeah, were you also being coached at the time?
1: No, in school I wasn't. As soon as I left my job, I completed my coach training. Um, I'd done coaching through my masters; a whole module of it was a, was coaching, but I hadn't been coached. And as soon as I left my school and Completed my own coach training, I started getting coached and truly understood the importance of it and how much it can really propel you, but not when I was still at work.
0: And what, what does it mean to be a transformational coach for high performers?
1: It means helping people get to their next level, whatever that might be. So high performers, anyone, I, I believe, I truly believe that anyone can be a high performer To me, it means someone who's prepared to take risks, someone who is prepared to take action, someone who's committed to their own growth, who has a lot of self-awareness and can see when pointed out to them, can see where their shortcomings might be and are prepared to take the feedback and do something about it. And so in terms of transformation, I really am thinking about those who are going through a time in their life where they realize, just like me, that whatever they're doing is no longer serving them or is no longer right for them in terms of growth. They might be bored at work. They might feel stuck. They feel that they're not really learning anymore. And so when we think about transformation, we're really creating a new set of beliefs, a new set of perspectives, and different ways to face fears and to face the what I like to call the dark side of, of their strengths. So for example, someone who is extremely productive might end up burnt out. And so we really look at okay, well, what are some ways that we can transform your behaviors as well as your mindset so that you don't continue this pattern of work, 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 work and then burn out. So it's really around shifting or transforming a mindset and habits, be, be it emotional habits, mental habits, spiritual or physical habits, so that people can truly perform at their best. And the result is always that you or those my clients end up feeling that they are having a much more powerful impact on the world because they're stepping into their new identity, because they're truly embodying who it is that they they've sort of known they were meant to be, but had never pushed to become that person. Mm that's a long answer. <laughs> yeah. And
0: Dominique, how did your own career transition help you face your fears and grow exponentially?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. I, it was hard. It was hard because I am one of these people who is very much driven by achievement, driven by outcome. And whatever I do, I always want to excel. I always want to be the best. And when you're starting something new, you're not the best. And you can't excel because you don't have all the information you need to excel. And you have to slow down. You have to ask for help because you need to be learning. You need to be growing all over again. And so it's really going from, for me, it was going from being an expert in my field. I was traveling, training teachers, going to different schools, being a true leader to Having to, at least in my own perception, start from zero and build a business with no idea how to sell myself without a network. I'd been in the United States for four years. I, I really didn't know anyone outside of the people at work and friends made here, but I didn't have a professional network outside of education. So... I faced so many of those fears because I had to start from scratch. I had to start from, from zero and the number of times I ended up, you know, crying alone at home because I felt like a failure. I felt like I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't achieving anything. It took, it took me a while to feel that, okay, I'm on the right track and I I am now moving in the right direction. And, I, I think that also answers the the exposure the exponential growth that came with being so uncomfortable and sitting with the discomfort and not giving up there are a couple of times where I thought oh, I just I just want a full-time job I want benefits I don't want to have to struggle or hustle anymore but I stuck with it and uh, I think that's where the growth came from and
0: why I can tell you this story with a smile now. <laughs> yeah. So do- Dominique, what are some of the things that you did? Because uh, first of all, entrepreneurship can be very lonely. Mm-hmm. It can be really daunting. The reality is that we're only going to grow if we get outside of our comfort zone and we do things that are scary and risky. It's very different than when you have a job. Right. Uh, so, so what did you experience or what did you do that really helped you overcome these incredible obstacles?
1: You know, thank you for asking that because I think it's so important for anyone who's starting their journey as an entrepreneur to find community. And there are two groups that I joined that I am so grateful for. And I can literally say changed my life. One of them is a group of women called Dreamers and Doers. And the premise of it is basically better together. So it's a group where we support each other. And whoever you are, whether you're beginning on your journey or whether you're an established entrepreneur in whichever field you work in, there is that sense of let's help each other. Let's We have offers and asks. And so immediately I had access to 650 or 700 women who were prepared to help me. And each time I I asked a question, I would get so many responses. I would get so much help. I could, with them, I was able to pilot some of my ideas for workshops and get feedback, for example. So that was one community. The second community I joined is when I decided to go definitely go full-time coaching because I spent about, I'd say about eight months, six to eight months exploring different options for me. I, I wasn't sure exactly what my business was going to look like. And I was very lucky to have the time to explore. And when I decided that it was all going to revolve around coaching, I joined a group coaching program with someone called Rich Lidvin. And I joined his salon program and had an instant community of six other coaches who were pretty much at the same level as me so getting started on their coaching platform their coaching practice and having the expertise of this incredible coach who supported us in building our business so I think if nothing else if if anyone gets anything out of this is join communities that are that will allow you to have access to both people who are doing the same thing as you so who are at the same level even if if it's in a different field, and those who have done it, who can be mentors as well as supporters, and who can challenge you to to keep pushing you. But I think joining communities is the and and I have a lot of other communities that I that help me and support me and that I help support. And I think what you do with your group, right, the ten uh, strategic community, is the same thing. It's just giving that support. And it helps tremendously to overcome the struggles.
0: Dominique, has this, your own experience with uh, communities and with groups influenced the way that you work with
1: clients? 100%, yes. In several ways, in fact, all my learnings from my own groups or from the groups that I belong to, I bring to my one-on-one clients, but also I, I love running groups. And so... I'm always building workshops, building events, opportunities for people to connect and to do group coaching just because I, I love it so much. So in the summer, I offer group coaching in the park and I have people come to Central Park and we do a little meditation and then I coach them out in the open. It's it's always a beautiful experience and and I have my own group coaching program. So it's definitely influenced the way that I have started building my business.
0: So for, for someone who's thinking about doing something in a mm-hmm. group environment, what are some of the characteristics that they should look for?
1: First of all, making sure that they find a format that is right for them. So it might be a digital, a virtual group, meeting with someone in real life. So you might have, if it's a a group coaching program, for example, you might have actual group sessions together with the coach. I think to me, that's much more valuable than a program that you might do by yourself and simply have an online community through a Facebook group or something like that. So finding finding the format that really suits them And then making sure that those who are in the group are people who will both challenge and support. And I think that can only be done by maybe asking to talk to people who have been through the program in the past. So you can look at testimonials or you can actually ask if you can be put in touch and speak to somebody who's been part of a group program. I think it's also really important that there is a lot of space for reflection. And so when I, when I say this is making sure that within the time that you're together with the, with the group, there is time to ask questions, not only from the leader of the group, but also from the rest of the group so that you can, so that everyone can really push each other, making sure that there is accountability. So, some sort of way to check in with each other, maybe in between sessions, and that may be digitally through a Facebook group or through through a WhatsApp group or, or whatever it is. But maybe making sure that there's time to connect in between as well. I think, and that's the last thing I'll say in terms of what people really need to look for is try to think about what a safe environment looks like for you because that space should be where you can be 100% vulnerable, where you don't have to think about pretending to be something, someone. It has to be a space where you can fully be you. It's the only way it's going to work. So I think making sure that you feel 100% comfortable with the person leading the group is uh, is extremely important because they will set the tone for, for the sessions. They will create that environment. So if there's a way that you can maybe try a, a session with them, a group session, or see how they work within a group, attend one of their events, I would highly encourage that.
0: Dominique, what are your thoughts about being part of a group that is self-led versus one that has a paid facilitator?
1: Mm. I think there's a there are benefits to both. To me, a, a self-led group can be fantastic if each of the participants pulls the, their weight, right? and And is there to support and give perhaps even more than they are there to take. And it can be hard to find that balance. And so if you do join a self-led group, it's really about looking at the other participants and do you feel that you are receiving as much as you're giving and giving as much as receiving, which can be, which sometimes can be tough. When there is a leader for the group, then inevitably that person will moderate and will make sure that everyone is getting what they need to get. So I think that's, that's one of the, the benefits of having Someone who is a, a leader. The other thing is that you'd hope that whoever is leading the group has group experience, so they know about group dynamics. They know how to ensure that you're going to get the the best out of being part of a group. You get uh, that you feel that you're belonging. Right? If it's a self led group, there might be, depending on how big it is, sometimes there might be little cliques that are formed that are formed, and so you might. Now, actually get the feeling that you need out of a group, which is a feeling of belonging, a feeling of community. The leader of the group, or if if it's a group that has a leader, hopefully will also build in some accountability. And sometimes in a self-led group, things might not always be followed through or followed up with just because people get busy. But if it's a paid facilitator, it's their job. They 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 really should absolutely be doing those things.
0: Right. Assuming that they know how to do it and they do their job properly.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Dominique, what are some of the topics that you typically cover in
1: a group coaching program? Mm, so it really depends on the program, but um, the the I do have a program coming up. We are covering, uh, first of all, the first session is really around how do you listen deeply to each other and how do you ask questions that will support growth for others? Because we often are, and that's another, I guess, advantage of having a leader rather than a self-led group, we often get put in groups, but we're not taught how to get the most out of them. So the first thing is, well, let's think about our leadership skills of listening and communicating and asking powerful questions. That's the first session, so that we set the standard for the group. And then, after that, we often we we often start with thinking about habits, how they're formed, and how they're changed, because it's important to understand that through a program, the hope is that you will change your behaviors. And the way to change your behaviors is to start building new habits. So we look at building habits, we look at core values, identifying those, and understanding, what we can use them for so they can be an anchor for um, making decisions for example but also in terms of choosing which direction you might go in i guess that's another decision um, but um, feeling aligned right there's often a feeling of misalignment when when entrepreneurs begin their journey because they kind of want to do everything and suddenly realize that they're not focusing on what matters to them and they're left one field or one job to feel more aligned and to do something that's more meaningful and they're not actually doing that. So we focus on core values to make sure that we do create a life that is led by our purpose, led by what we want to create in the world. We think about boundaries because it's so important as an entrepreneur, often, especially if you work at home, suddenly people think that you're not working Um, And so making sure that we're setting boundaries for ourselves with people, with uh, time, with emotions, all of those things are important. One topic that I always, always cover is the topic of imposter syndrome and building confidence. The reason why that is, is actually what I mentioned at the beginning when I was starting, I, I felt like a failure. I felt often that I wasn't qualified to do what I wanted to do. And so we really look at imposter syndrome, the fact that it's probably a good thing that people have it because it really means that they're pushing themselves, they're challenging themselves and they're growing. So we reframe imposter syndrome and we look at different strategies to, to cope with it. And we look at priority priorities, time management, making sure that we're focused on managing energy rather than just time in order to be more productive. So different strategies to to replenish energy throughout the day. And I'll say all these topics are common to everyone. But what I love about group coaching programs that I've been in and that I lead is that I always say we reflect together, but we grow as an individual. All these topics are so important for each person. Yet how each individual approaches them is so different. There's room in coaching. There's always room for each person to grow in a way that is meaningful to them, that is specific to how their brain is wired and how they want to rewire. Those are some of the topics that we cover.
0: Yeah. Dominique, this has been a really great discussion about the challenges of entrepreneurship and in particular... Ways to think about getting the help you need, and especially why communities and groups are a great environment to support entrepreneurs. If someone wants to go deeper with anything that you share today or get in touch with you, where would they go?
1: Uh, go to my website, dominicmaz.com. It's my name.com. And what I would encourage people to do is two things. Number one, browse for the website and see if it speaks to you number two i host uh, monthly or sometimes it's every month and a half or so a complimentary group coaching call and so that's an hour and a half and it's a zoom call you can get on it and you can participate i much prefer when people participate but uh, you can participate or just listen in and that way you have a real sense of what it feels like to work with me either in a group or even one-to-one. So um, go to my website, all the information you need is there.
0: Great. And uh, is there a free gift in addition to these periodic Zoom calls that you offer?
1: Yes, I would love to offer any listener a tool that's called the Wheel The, the wheel of Balance. When we become an entrepreneur, often we tend to want to do everything by ourselves and we want to do it yesterday And that's really hard. And so it's a tool that helps take stock of where we are and it helps you create a visual of what's important to you. So it creates a lot of self-awareness and then there are questions that help you think about, okay, well, what do I need to change if I want to truly be aligned and if I want my life to be a little more balanced as an entrepreneur? So the best way to get that tool is probably to email me and I'll be very happy to to send it out to anyone who wants it.
0: Okay, and, and where would they email you?
1: That will be dom, D-O-M at leadwithatwist.com and leadwithatwist is just one word.
0: Sounds good. Dominique, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. My guest today has been transformational coach for high performers, Dominique Mass. Thank you again, Dominique, for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having me, David.
0: When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned about the characteristics of community that can be a game changer for you and much more. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them smash the plateau. And remember... When you support our sponsors, you help us bring Smashing the Plateau to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.